You're listening to Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. For more information, visit rightdirection.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Passion for God by Bishop Herbert Bailey. So I started another series today. God put this on my heart. Um, so let's go to, no, before we go to the scripture, let me just give you the, the impetus for this. Is that I am seeing um, that a lot of people have lost our desire and our passion for God and the things of God. And we don't, we may not call it that. We can just say, I'm tired. I ain't doing that anymore. I got a lot of things on my plate. Um, I don't think it takes all that. This is too much. Whatever. Um, But the real deal is we've lost our desire, zeal and passion for the things of God. And maybe in some cases, some people never had it. Okay, Um, because I do know and I I have a concern, even though we we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, I came along at a time, particularly in the Pentecostal church, when 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 you got saved, folks expected you to feel something. (laughs) Expect you to feel now. We know you don't have to feel that, but 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 after 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 we led somebody to Jesus and somebody came to the altar, God said we put the mic in front of their face. Tell me how you feel. Anybody know anything about that? How how's it feel? And then I, some people you they felt for uh, um, um, uh, 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 I, I feel high. But <laughs> uh, you you know people supposed to say something. I, 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 I feel like electricity going down my spine, but we expected you to feel something. Okay. Of course, we know that you can feel something. It could just be emotionalism. Okay. So that is not necessarily an indication that you have gotten saved and born again or even filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay. Uh, but Bishop, my uncle, Bishop Bailey would say, I wouldn't serve a God I couldn't feel. <laughs> I wouldn't serve a God who I couldn't feel. Uh, and, and when we talk about the feeling, we're talking about something that happens in your life when you really get saved. It stimulates a passion for him. Okay. It stimulates a passion, a zeal, a desire for the things of God. And I see a lot of people don't have that. Now, we got we got a passion to travel. We got a passion for leisure. We got a, some people got a passion. You got, yeah, they got a passion to party and always, always turning up on Christians. Okay. Always got something in the, in the, in the, in the hand. Okay. Wine or other, otherwise always taking pictures of you turning up. Okay. Seriously, Christians. When the last time you post a picture of you reading your Bible? And then, and, and then we got some schizophrenic Christians. Schizophrenic. Schizophrenic because one post they read in the Bible, the next one they turn it up. Then they might be in the Bible, then they turn it up. I'm like, who are you? Which one of these is the real you? Wow. Okay. And I and, and then we got all the, you know, I talk about it, we got all these sexified Christians. Saved and sexified. Okay, and, and, and let me just tell you, I, this is how I feel that the word sexy, we can use, you know, we use it, to, but the word sexy means it stimulates thoughts of sex. Okay, I believe we ought to be attractive. Mm-hmm. I believe women ought to be attractive. 
But it's a problem when saved women are deliberately trying to look sexy. Now, when Pastor Martha come to bed, I want her to be sexy. When she come out the room out the shower, I want her to look sexy. I, I don't want no. I don't, I don't want her to have a grandmama, the house dress on. She don't have. She don't have one. You don't have one. Okay. Have a grand. Y'all know those dresses that Medea wear around the house. Okay, I don't have one. Okay, just want to let your wives know that ain't sex. And none of y'all young ladies need to have one either. Right. So, yeah. So I want her to look sexy for me and we, you know. But but, but that's what she's supposed to look sexy for. She can be attractive for everybody else. Okay? No, seriously. And so so we we got a passion for fashion. Here we go. Got passion for fashion, passion for leisure, passion for social media. Very few of us seem like we have a passion for, for God and it's becoming more and more and more obvious with what we complain about. Okay? You know, uh, all our church has done we get, is go back to our regular schedule. And now people are like, all that. Well, we were doing all that before. Somebody told me, somebody came up to tell us after we reopened for a year for so that's about 15 16 months and said you know so i just i need a break well, what you been doing for the last 15 months you ain't been here we've been here the praise team been here the band been here and a few other people been here but they hadn't been here what you need a break from and the real deal is we don't have a passion for the things of god okay and we all know what passion feels like. What does it feel like? It feels like when you, when you met me. Mm. Okay? You want to talk to me all the time? You want to know when, how long am I going to be? What time <laughs> I'm going to call you? All that. I don't recall. Passion! I don't recall all I can that. tell some other passion, but I, I ain't going to tell all your business. Come on, let's talk. I ain't going to tell your business. But, but seriously. Because my business is your business. <laughs> He's trying to make me out to be all by myself in the business. <laughs> but but when, when, when we were going together and engaged, we were, we, were, we were passionately in love. We need to get married quick. Especially you. <laughs> Jesus. We, we, we wow. need to get, you know, <laughs> you need talking to about, get talking about, wait, wait, wait till I get some things together, get some finances together. No, no, no. All that going to have to wait. <laughs> Okay, thy thy word, this 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 marriage uh, license have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. Okay, um, and but we were we were passionately. I mean, you know, if anybody's ever really been in love, when we have a relationship with the Lord, it should be passionate. Okay, so let's let's look at. Um, Revelation, the third chapter, verse 13 through 19. Because when you lose your passion, desire for something, it's just not fun anymore. It's not enjoyable anymore. And you feel like you're just going through the motions. Okay? Couples, as you go on in marriage, you've got to be deliberate and intentional about keeping passion in your marriage. So you just don't feel like you're going through the motions. Well, I, I'm here now, ain't I? Do you love me? I'm here, ain't I? I ask you, do you love me? I, I'm here, ain't I? The bill paid, ain't it? What do you mean I love you? This mortgage paid, ain't it? When you hear all that kind of stuff, there's no passion. 
And in Revelation 3, the church of Laodicea had lost its passion for God. And I, John is on the Isle of Patmos and Jesus appears to him and starts giving him writings and instructions to give to the, these various churches and to the pastors of the church who are addressed specifically in the book of Revelation as the angel of the church. That will be the leader or the pastor of the church. And so in Revelation 3rd chapter, he says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches. Unto the angel of the church of, La- of the Laodiceans, write, these things saith the amen, the father and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works. That thou art neither cold nor hot. I wish I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I'm rich, increased with goods, I have need of nothing. And knoweth not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee, I advise you to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich or be really rich or rich for real and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed. He's not talking about external garments and that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear and anoint thine eyes with salve that thou mayest see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. He's telling this church, y'all have no passion for me. You've gone back from me. And he says, I I wish you were, I mean, if, if, you know, to, to, in this case, to, to be cold would be to be mad with God, hate God, despise God. To be hot would be have a passive desire for him then neither there's somewhere in the middle lukewarm lukewarm y'all ever you know I got this thing as, and one of my sons even my, my son Tyler boy he got this thing he got to say he got to have his food hot when I mean when Thanksgiving when, when Thanksgiving or dinner whenever we have dinner and Pastor Mark said he said like, come on let's go he, he want his food hot and if we if we if, if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes past, he's gonna get him, he's gonna put it in the microwave. Okay. I like my food hot too. Okay. Um, God says, I want you to be hot. If you're not hot, be cold. He said, but lukewarm, y'all ever eat just eat lukewarm food? God says, it's disgusting to me. He says, it makes me want to throw up. I will spew thee out of my mouth. I'm just making it, making it graphic the way that we would say it today. It makes me want to throw up or puke, regurgitate. You have no passion for me. But then he goes on and, and says, I know the reason why you have no passion for me. He says, he says now, now, now you need to understand here. Okay, first of all, um, this is a letter to the pastor of the church that we're reading right so we're reading somebody else's mail this was never intended originally that we would be reading it and talking about it what's today Uh, August 17th 17th 
August 18th in 2021 at a Bible study in Columbia, South Carolina and going throughout the world that we'd be reading somebody's letters. So what God is saying to the angel, the pastor of the church is personal about him and his church. And he says, you're neither hot nor cold. You're disgusting to me. And he says, but here's the real reason why. See, everybody don't know, but I know the reason why you've lost your passion for me. And he points it out in verse 17, because you say I'm rich. And I'm increased with goods and have need of nothing because you were passionate for me when you were broke. Wow. You had a desire for me when you needed a car, when you needed a house. When you didn't, couldn't pick, choose, and refuse your clothing. You were passionate for me when you were in debt. You were passionate for me when, when you had more month than money. But now you've gotten a hold of the word of prosperity. You found out that I'll increase you more and more. You found out that I became poor, that you through my poverty might be made rich. You now have more than, uh, more than one car. You now can pick, choose, and refuse. You can now go on vacation and not and vacation not be sleeping on mom and them's couch. You can now travel. You are living good. Wow. And because of that, you think you don't need me. It's what Mark 4 calls the deceitfulness of riches. It's what I've been preaching about. When you start trusting in your money and your riches and your job and your material things and your, and, and your natural accomplishments that you don't run hard after God anymore. We're no longer saying I'm chasing after you no matter what I have to do. I need you more and more because I'm okay. We're no longer saying as the deer panting for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire and I long to worship thee. We're not having those moments with God anymore because you say I'm rich and have an increase with increase. I mean, they didn't start there. And I have need of nothing. No, God's saying, just because you don't need a car, car don't mean you don't need me. Just because you got your degree, earn your degree and you finish school, don't mean you don't need me. Just because now you have more money than month, don't mean you don't need me. After all, don't forget who's the one who gave you all that stuff and, and helped you to, and gave you the power to get the wealth, according to Deuteronomy 8.18. You say, I'm rich. Increase with goods, have need of nothing. He said, and here's the deal. You so focused on the superficial. You're so focused on the natural. You're so focused on the external that you are blind to what's going on internally. He said, you say I'm increased with goods and have need of nothing externally, superficially. And you don't even know that you're wretched. That you're really miserable, that you're poor, that you're blind and you're naked. 
Jesus said, now, other people may not know, but I know. I know you vogue on the outside and vague on the inside. I know everybody think you got it going on, but I know you're depressed. I know everybody think that, that, that you got it going on, that you're the life of the party, but inside you're grieving. You need me. And it appears to people you don't need me and you're fooling yourself and you might even be deceiving yourself. He said, because you don't even know. He said, but I know. Why do I know? Because as God told Saul, as God told Samuel, rather, when he got ready to choose Eliab, Samuel's, uh, uh, Jesse's oldest son, to be the next king to replace Saul, he said, oh, don't, don't, don't look at him. I rejected him. And then he gave him this principle. He said, because man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. I said, I know from, from the looks of people, you know, with your Peruvian weave, Brazilian weave, and and your diamonds and your red bottoms and your Louboutin bag, you look like you got it going on. You like you look like you're the envy of the of men and envy of women. He said, but God said, You don't fool me. You don't fool me. I see that you're wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind. And you're naked. So I advise you to come to me and buy a me gold tried in the fire. You need the real stuff. You focus externally. You need some stuff that I that only I can provide for you. Your cup need to be filled with the living water. Jesus tells the woman at the well in John, in John 4, if you would get this water, you'll never thirst again. Now, you can, you can keep coming back here to Jacob's well trying to satisfy a spiritual thirst with, natural, with a natural drink. But that ain't how this works. You need to get what you need to get it from me. The thirst you have, you can't get it from nobody but me. The drought you have, nobody can quench it but me. Come to me. Now the scripture Hosea says, come unto me all that labor and heavy laden. I mean, uh, uh, come, come unto me and buy milk, buy wine. Come to me because all the natural stuff that you have, it's not fulfilling. You're faking like it is. You got people thinking it is. That's why you party so much anyway, because you can't stand being by yourself. You got to be in a crowd. Wow. You got to have some, you got to have some loud music going all the time because you can't deal with your own thoughts. Buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou may really be rich or rich for real. White raiment that thou may be clothed, clothed with my glory, clothed with my spirit. And here we go. And that the shame of thy nakedness does not appear. He said, now this can be between me and you. or Everybody's soon going to see it. What's lacking in your life that you're faking about right now. Everybody's going to see it. 
When I was teaching on this at noon, it, it made me think of many of us, some of us will, will remember Robin Williams. Great comedian. I remember when I was in high school, the show came out, and I'm going, really going way back. He started on TV with some, a show called Mork and Mindy. <laughs> I must remember Mork and Mindy. All right. Boy, y'all some old folks up in here. <laughs> Mork and Mindy, he was, a, uh, he was, supposed, he was a, an alien that was living with this girl and uh, whatever. And that's what, and y'all, and, and they say Robin Williams, he was such a comedic genius. He, most of the stuff, he wouldn't remember script. Most of the stuff he would do spontaneously. He would get an idea of the script. And I mean, y'all remember his character, Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, good morning, Vietnam. All, all those just spontaneous. And I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't watch uh, Robin Williams five minutes or two minutes without being in stitches. He was so funny. So funny. And I mean, I mean, in the man in Hollywood, I mean, he'd go on, an, on, on, an, on, an, on the night shows and just have everybody uh, in humor and, and laughing and hysterical. And then we hear one day he committed suicide. He hung himself yeah. in his house. Most of us are messed up. Yeah. That's not how we saw Robin Williams. We saw Robin Williams as a successful, funny man. But is it possible that inside he was wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked? Who are you fooling? Act like you don't really need God. He said, God said, come on, I need, come, come on back to me. Let's get this right. Because pretty soon your nakedness, what you're lacking, your butt <laughs> is going to appear to everybody. Great singer, but great preacher, but he has money, but very talented, but. The butt part is God said, I need you to let me work with your butt. The part of you that you don't want other people to know about. The part of you that nobody else can fix but me. The part of you that you've been in counseling for years and you still haven't been delivered. You thought you just got out of debt and get and get your finances or well you done, you done been through D free you done been you've been through uh, credit counseling uh, you got more money than a month now and you're still and you're still miserable. God said, "Come on, come to me," because if you don't, your nakedness, what you're lacking on the inside, is going to appear to everybody. Can I tell you this, God? Gets no glory out of exposing our butts. This is a, there's certain things, it's just supposed to be between us and God, God and us. When y'all, when y'all see people and preachers <laughs> and sayers or whatever, who all of a sudden you see and hear this, that ain't where that started. That artist who cussed his son out and went viral, that wasn't the first time he cussed him out. 
You could tell the way he didn't stutter over those words. These are perfected words. Okay? No, my, my, my point about that is that there are things that's just both between us and God. And God said, but if you don't get it right, it's going to get exposed. Other people are going to see it. And God, because God's, the Bible said love covers a multitude of sin and fault. God loves us. He will cover us. That's why Jesus shed his blood, because he wants to cover us. He wants us to get stuff right between us and him and nobody ever got to know. That that's what you ever dealt with. Because he loves us like that. But God said, if you don't get this right, your nakedness is going to appear to all. And the church laid to see it, they had lost their love, lost their passion for God. And he says in verse 9, he said, I know this is a little tough on y'all. He says, but I'm telling you this because I love you. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Y'all know people don't like to be rebuked and chastened. Today, discipline, they will leave the church. They'll go find another pastor. You go to rebuke them and chasten them. And the Bible also tells in Hebrews, the 12th chapter, if we don't endure chastening, then we're bastards and not sons. Nobody can be in real relationship with a father, a real father, and have relationship with them without being corrected and chastened and disciplined. When you lose your passion and desire for something, it's not fun or enjoyable anymore. You just go through the motions. Many of us have lost our passion for God and the things of God. In this teaching, Bishop Herbert Bailey encourages us to find the passion we once had for God and the things of God. To order this message, call 877-798-5433 or order online at www.rightdirection.info. Just ask for passion for God. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.